may be high, but you will never be as high as Johnny Cash eating cake in a bush. How you doing tonight? This is the Shaky Frame Podcast. We talk about movies sometimes. Um, I want to give a shout to Mahaley's Grave for letting us use that intro music. Great band out of Carrollton, Georgia. Go check them out. I'm Daniel Sims. I'm Devin Bolin. And today, I, I decided to start off with that little soliloquy, little, little <laughs> joke, to um, to introduce the movie we're doing. We're doing Walk Hard, the story, the legend of Dewey Cox. It's one I of those. I think it's the life of Dewey the Cox. The life. There we go. The life of Dewey Cox. It is. I think they went. I think they were going for parody, a parody of Walk the Line, the life of Johnny Cash, but it came off to me as a spoof and. I, I just I hate the genre of spoof movies and it didn't for me. It just, keep going on your rant though. What, what what's your is, is this the first time you've seen this? It, it was. All right, so tell me tell me your first takes. I just I found it unfunny in so many ways. Like the first ten minutes of him with his brother didn't didn't give a fuck. Like yeah, I mean, it was just so like I I don't know. It was just so obvious that they were going for oh he's gonna die. He's gonna mm-hmm. die. He's gonna die. He's gonna die. Mm-hmm. I, like, yeah, I can see how that can be funny, but wasn't really feeling it. All the kids, that was all right, but he ended up with like 500 kids. A little too much. Kids. I think it was 42 is the actual number. Yeah, you know, 42 and a half. I'm pretty sure there was a half in there, <laughs> honestly. Um, one joke I did love, I loved the uh, the music producers. Mm-hmm. That were Hasidic Jews, mm-hmm. like the little curly hair. And yeah. fucking, that was fucking funny. I thought that was funny. I'm glad they took that and ran with it. I think one of them's name was Shalom, and the other one was Lakayim. Lakayim. Dreidel, I think, was one of them's first names. <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. But other than that, John C. Riley was great in this movie. Mm-hmm. I love him, but I just I would rather go watch Walk the Line, you yeah, know, than sit down and watch this. It breaks my heart, man. Yeah, I just I was not feeling it. I loved it. I've seen this movie a bunch of times before. And talking about surface level things. I agree with you. The beginning of the movie, specifically his childhood. I did, however, I did love how they put John C. Riley in. As when a, he's 14. Yeah, as a 14 year old. That made me laugh. No, the best line in the whole movie is uh, Kristen Wiig is his first wife, mm-hmm. Edith is her name and uh they're in an apartment in whatever city they go to and she says something he's like i think i'm doing all right for a 15 year old with (laughs) a wife and kids and i was like dude i love it i love it no but uh surface level things i agree with you the first section straight up it it was a spoof like it was it was it was cheap it reminded me of like not another teen movie or no i I, what's the one with drake bell where he's a superhero I don't remember. It's, yeah, it's just a dog shit movie. We can just no, but I, I I completely agree with you on that section. But then I think the movie evolves within itself to something beautiful. Somewhat, but like I said, I would, I'd rather go watch Walk the Line. I wouldn't. And I feel like I'd get... A Walk the Line's a better movie. I, I would prefer, but this movie has a place in my heart, and there's definitely days where I would choose this movie over Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. Because I think it, it started off as a spoof. Yeah. And then the next section of the movie... I think it evolved into a. It, it was a satire of the the uh, all the careers of famous musicians from that time. Yeah, and then I think it evolved into a satire within a satire because it started making uh, self self referential jokes of, about itself at the end of the movie. Yeah, I thought other than the first section, writing was fantastic. I, I loved it. I mean, it was solid. I loved the scenes with the Beatles. 
Yeah. That was amazing. The Beatles. The I Beatles. just love who they were. You got Justin Long. Yes. You got Justin Long as George Harrison. You got Paul Rudd as John Lennon. Yeah. You got Jack Black <laughs> as Paul movie. McCartney. I don't know who the fuck played Ringo, and he's so fucking ugly. I'm never well, going to look him I up. I think that was the point. Because nobody gave a fuck about Ringo. Yeah, nobody gives no a fuck about Ringo. that actor. If they yeah. did. That's smart as shit. That, they did that on <laughs> that, purpose. I, I would give them major props on that because that's yeah. fucking hilarious. But, uh, like, John C. Riley. Honestly, I think he's an extremely underrated actor. Oh, I do too. I love him. I love him to death. I think it's warranted, though. What do you mean? I wish more people knew about him and appreciated him. But at the same time... I don't think it would work. Yeah. I think he's a niche actor, and I think you have to find a certain type of thing funny to enjoy his delivery. And when, when he's leading man, he's never really hit it out the park. Dude, fuck that. Dewey Cox is the greatest TV movie character of all time. Like, I mean, you got this movie, which you love. <laughs> I do not. You've got, we mentioned it before, The Vampire's Apprentice. Mm-hmm. I haven't I seen that. I, I need to watch that. I thought it was a good movie, because uh, I had read some of the books before. Mm-hmm. I, I love the casting of uh, Josh Hutchinson in there. Hutcherson. 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 With R in there. Hutcherson. Yeah. Um, thought he's because Josh Hutcherson is. I I just don't understand it. Like he's <laughs> he was he's been a good actor since he was like three. It's it's insane. <laughs> the only movie I've ever seen him in, besides Bridge to Terabithia, is The Hunger Games. He got Zathura. Oh fuck! I have bad. seen Zathura. Kristen Stewart's in that. Yeah, it's my got like childhood kicking crush. Kicking and screaming. Oh, fuck. He he's been in a bunch he's of kicking shit, and screaming? man. Yeah, he's like the nemesis. Another forgotten Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Man, so like, like tell, I, you got a lot of problems with this. We haven't really talked about it, but sounds like you do. Just, just give me some shit and let's talk about I just, it. I was just uninterested because like the whole time I was thinking, I would rather just go watch. Walk the line. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not having fun watching this movie. Yeah. Everything sort of fell flat for me. Or the exception of the Jewish producers. Okay. The Beatles. Mm-hmm. And the first two, when he walks into the bathroom and they're doing drugs, mm-hmm. those were funny. Then it got repetitive and unfunny to me. There's only three. There's four. What's the What's the third one? The third one is uh, Coke, I think. Yeah, the third. No. The third one's Pills. Coke. Yeah. The no, th- that's hilarious because when he's agreeing to do it, he's like, this is the logical next step in my addiction. <laughs> and like, that's the, the reason one. I think this movie is so fucking funny. Yeah. Is the ability and the willingness they have to hang a hat and say, okay, we're going to make these jokes. They're going to be obvious. They're kind of going to break the third wall, but we're going to deliver them right. And I that's like, why I think it's funny. No, I see that because I, I did like how he, every time he got mad, he ripped a sink out of the wall. And no, at the end, there's like eight sinks in a row. <laughs> I think it's in the end credits, maybe. I don't yeah. think it's actually in the movie. And he rips all the sinks out. And I liked, um, did you see the after credit scene? I've seen, I think so. What was it? It's just, it's him just playing guitar and yeah. singing Walk Hard. And it's yeah. like, the real Dewey Cox. Yeah. But it's actually, it's just John C. Riley. Oh, I know. I see on. what you're saying. Um, so just the comedy didn't fight this didn't hit you with it yeah it just, i mean it wasn't i there. thought the casting in this movie was fantastic no me too we you had basically half of the office <laughs> in this yeah. movie it was fucking I, what's her real name jenna fisher yeah it, I, pam yeah it was weird seeing her in this role i i loved it because she was also in blades of glory yeah and i liked her character in blades of glory mm-hmm. and well, she's fucking fine that's dude. one of my big problems 
it's probably I don't have a lot of big problems with this movie, but this is the one that I'm gonna bitch about. First off, props to John C. Riley. The man can fucking sing. He can. Oh my yeah. god. I I'll talk about the music in this movie later because I have a lot to say about that. But it threw me off because the whole movie, anytime you see anybody sing with disregarding the eight year old Dewey Cox singing blues, which I thought yeah, was hilarious. That was great. But Jenna Fisher sings and it's not her voice. I know. That that threw me off too. Fuck me up. I was like it can't be that bad. No. You know? Like John John C. Rowley surprised me, dude. I know. Like I like I'm not shitting you. Like I watched that movie last week with my dad. And then I watched it again last night. Mm-hmm. This entire week span in between that, I've been listening to only the Walk Hard album on YouTube. <laughs> I'm serious. Walk Hard's a good ass song, dude. That's not like, my favorite I can, song. I can get down to it. A life without you in parentheses is no life at all. <laughs> that song's great. And what fucks me up, I just looked this up. Uh I looked Let's up Do it. <laughs> I'm gonna beat off all my demons. No, but I was looking at the songwriting credits for all this. Mm-hmm. Okay, guess who wrote Walk Hard? Who? Uh, the two names that I recognize are John C. Riley and Judd Apatow. I think that might be another. I'm not a huge fan of Judd Joe Apatow movies. I don't. I just. I don't. Like Knocked them. Up is like mm-hmm. one of the mm-hmm. pillars of like my favorite I, comedy movies. He just doesn't hit. It, like his, he doesn't hit me. No. No. It's just like I'm not about it. It doesn't do it for you, man. No. I'm not feeling it, Mr. Krabs. That sucks, dude. John C. Riley wrote a good bit of the music in this movie. He co-wrote Walk Hard. Uh, he co-wrote Mama, You Got to Love Your Negro Man. Uh, he co-wrote Darling. He co-wrote... There's one more. Nope, I'm wrong. I thought the music was fantastic. Oh, no. I looked forward to every scene. Like I was just waiting on more music. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, his cover of Starman on the Dewey Cox show, the disco style yeah. shit got me, man. You know, maybe I don't have a whole a whole lot more problems with it. It's just the like first ten minutes of it pulled me out. And it so may be hardcore. with your problems with Judd Apatow. It may be that too, because like I, I never really Pretty found sure he myself. Directed this. I think he did. Let me check because I saw the quick. I saw the credits and I think it was Judd Apatow. But um, like there were some some solid moments. Um, I I do respect the fact that the jokes they went with, they took the entire movie, mm-hmm. like the the wrong kid died. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> wrong kid died. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Judd Judd Apatow did not direct this. He pro- he co-produced it and co-wrote it, but Jake Kasdan oh. directed this movie. Huh. I don't know who that is. He's probably either. fucking Ringo Starr. I don't know about that. I want to know who's Dringo Star. I want to see if this cocksucker's as ugly as he actually is. Jake Kasdan has also directed uh, Wyatt Earp, the 1994 movie. Yeah. Um, Bad Teacher, which I thought was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Sex Tape, which I thought was terrible. Sex Tape. It's, uh, uh fuck, Jason Siegel and Cameron Diaz. Okay. Yeah. And then he directed the new Jumanji uh Which I don't, reboot. I don't even want to get into that. It just it pisses me off. Huh. 
No, fuck that, dude. And I respect I respect The Rock as an actor. I respect Jack Black as an actor. I respect Jack Black a I lot. I respect Kevin Hart. Me too. Kinda. No, I respect Kevin Hart a lot. I yeah. Mean, I think everything he does, he does well for the most part. Yeah. Um. But there was no reason to remake that. Yeah. You know. I'm just trying to find who the fuck played Ringo. This ugly cocksucker. Frankie Muniz was in this movie. Yeah, he fucking he was. He was Buddy Holly. And he looked like a 12-year-old. He was Buddy Holly. It was hilarious. What was Jerry Garcia? Apparently, Jerry Garcia was in this movie. Jack White played Elvis. Did he really? What that was another fuck? That was another pretty good scene. Right? Elvis look was, out. <laughs> like two people that know this. Chinese and the king. And one of them's me. <laughs> No, the best part, they walk away, and he's just like, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. (laughs) I love that shit, dude. Fuck. When was Jerry Garcia in this movie? Uh, Who the fuck is Ringo Starr? He was a... uh, Jason Schwartzman. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, he is not as ugly as I thought he was. (laughs) <laughs> they did a good job ugging him up, man. What else has he been in? Let's see. Ah, la, 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 la. Filmography. I need a new fucking mic stand, dude. I keep kicking this motherfucker. Yeah, you know, we just found that in this building when we started. And it, it looks really fucking uncomfortable. I kind of feel bad about it. Nah, it's all good, man. Uh, He was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Bewitched, uh, The Darjeeling Limited. It's Luke Wilson. It's Wes Anderson. You should see it. Uh, he was in Funny People. He was in Fantastic Mr. Fox, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, He's been some good Moonrise stuff. Kingdom, um, <coughs> Grand Puda Best Hotel. Okay, so apparently he gives Grand Wes An- Best. he gives Wes Anderson hand jobs too. I guess <laughs> it's like five of these have been Wes Anderson. Yeah, movies. I mean, like there are just there are some actors that I don't know if Wes falls in love with them or they fall in love with Wes's direction. Yeah. But Bill they're Murray. in almost every movie, like Bill Murray, the Wilson brothers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, you got George Clooney's been in a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're just, there's like a core of actors that are always in Wes Anderson movies, which is the same as like Tarantino and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's just the black guy in every movie. <laughs> no, dude. No, it's Denzel L. Fishburne. <laughs> or not Fishburne. <laughs> Freeburn. You got you got the four black guys that are in every movie ever made. You got right. Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> They're in every movie. There are no other black people in movies. I don't know. Chadwick Boseman has been making a push. We might have to add another name to that. And then a second. I feel like name. Donald Glover. I don't I mean, think, I think he, like I don't think he's just fulfilling the black guy role. I think he's actually taking roles that yeah. are for him. It's not which, just because he's black. Which I feel is better for. Black people in Hollywood for yeah. him to be doing that, other than like protesting the Oscars and mm-hmm. wanting more black people in roles. You got, you got to prove that you can be black and also a good actor. It's not my, a good actor because you're black. You know, argument about that because like I sympathize with that. Like I understand the plight. No, me too. But at the same time, like I don't think it's this big like whitewashing debacle that people are actually no, just choosing not. people because they're white. I just think there's generally just probably better white actors, honestly. That and I think I think Hollywood has an inflated sense of racial diversity mm-hmm. because there's a lot in in L.A. Yeah, it's very diverse. Right. But as far as um, 
the country goes, they're 13% of the population. Yeah. So, I mean... Which is weird to think about. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Because we live in an area where it's it's pretty close to 50-50. Yeah, I would say. Like, I don't know the actual stat, but, like, it's weird to me to think about there's areas where you can go all day without seeing a black person and not see a black person. That, That... it's it's and insane. it's not just black people. It's Mexican people. It's Chinese people. Just yeah. the minorities. That's weird to me. It, it's insane to me because like we live in like honestly, I feel like we live in a culturally diverse area. We, no, we do. No, because we like we, we've got like, Kia here. I think we're fifty fifty with like uh like uh, black people, and then like we have a bunch of like Asian companies coming yeah. over here and starting companies. There's a bunch of Asian people here. We have like surprisingly, we have a lot of Mexican immigrants. I don't. I'm not surprised about that. I, I am a little bit because they they usually stay around the border mm-hmm. or they'll go up to like the Midwest yeah. or like northwest like north. Well, I'm not surprised that we have a lot of migrants, but because like I feel like we're kind of not like the hub for like jobs, but Lagrange is in a weird spot because like we're pretty much equal distance to Columbus, Auburn, Noonan, and, Noonan. Yeah. and Atlanta. And all of those are big, like, hubs of population with lots of job opportunities. Yeah. So, I think it makes complete sense. No, I mean, yeah. But, but yeah, we do we do live in a, a very diverse <laughs> area. Yeah. And I can see how you would conflate that into thinking the whole country is like this. It's hard not to because it's, yeah. it's the only thing I've experienced. Yeah. It's the only place I've lived my yeah, whole life. That, that's that's the danger of living in, like, echo chambers. <laughs> because then, then you have one viewpoint <laughs> and you try to push that onto other people. You you have to do your research as far as, like, just the the, the pure facts of things like this. No, I agree completely. And understand. Like at the end of the day, it comes down to facts, and, and, and it comes down to the ability to take yourself out of your experience and realize other humans have lives too. Yeah, and I can I can see how it happens. Um, it's definitely they they populate. I hate saying they, but African Americans populate closer to the more urban neighborhoods and don't like don't don't worry about saying they because yeah i mean honestly if that's gonna offend somebody it's gonna offend somebody and yeah. they should be listening to this anyways fuck off no i mean, I mean like yeah i know i, I know that's scary to me i hate this hypersensitivity oh it's the worst dude i hate it and i understand it i, I see why it has happened but i still I, I honestly think it's literally devolving society it is it is and it's it's that echo chamber we talk about no because it no like at no time have I ever set forth in my life to hate someone? No. Have I offended people? Fuck yeah. Probably going to offend people on at least every podcast we do. Going to gonna bet on it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if they can have the presence of mind to sit back and think about what this actually is. It's two fat-ass white dudes sitting in a house in the ghetto talking about movies. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. And I'm one person. I have one life. I'm only speaking from what I've experienced. I try to educate myself about other walks of life. I try to educate I, I, myself about anything because I don't like being dumb. I hate that. I do not like being in the dark about anything. Yeah, and if I feel like I'm going to talk about it at any point, I want to know as much as I can in the shortest amount of time. Right. You know? Well, I don't know. I, I spent an hour and a half researching Brubens <laughs> last night, so. But I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like, right. You could have gone to fucking culinary school for four years to learn how to make the perfect Reuben, or you can spend an hour and a half on Google and Dude, find fuck out. that. College does not equate success. Like, college does not, like, if I went f- to four years... Well, no, love does, but if you love... If you love it's, it's about food, passion, man. Yeah. It all comes down to passion. If I spent four years at a culinary college for the sole purpose to learn how to make the perfect Reuben, 
could probably accomplish the same thing in two weeks traveling across the country to somewhere where it is known as the best Reuben. Agreed. You know what I'm Agreed. saying? I, I, I think I think you uh, people don't really know me. Um, I have an obsession with the Reuben sandwich. Thinking about starting a blog where I'm going to review the ones I eat, possibly all deli sandwiches. Yeah, Daniel I, feels like I, I need to diversify. I'm suggesting all deli sandwiches, but I'm probably just going to start so, with the Reuben. Start with the Reuben, but like diversify a little bit. I'm not you know? saying I won't. Like don't don't just upload twelve Reuben blogs. Why? Get, you know you draw different audiences. You know what I'm saying? I get, I, I get some guys like a you good get, like a good pastrami and pepper jack. Yeah, exactly. I get that shit. Get that. But, but like my whole idea for starting this. Because I genuinely submariners come in there. I genuinely love Rubens. I genuinely do. Like you know this. I talk about it at least once a day. I'm Mm -hmm. willing to say. I genuinely love the sandwich. I think it's a perfect combination. I'm passionate about food in general, but like this is the centralized. If I had one meal left to eat in my life, yeah, I had one thing to eat. I would eat a Reuben and some French fries. (laughs) That would. I'd get old to me quick. I I love a Reuben. But it, it would just it would get old. It doesn't for me, though. Like, And that's weird because like, I love... Honestly, I have expensive taste in almost everything, which is why I'm broke all the fucking time. Uh-huh. But I love seafood. I love steak. I could not eat it for every meal. It's too rich. It's o- like, like eventually, yeah. like when I get... When I have the opportunity to eat a shit ton of shrimp, at the end of it, I'm eating them because I know this is an expensive resource and I need... To take advantage of this insane, while man. I have the time, we're gonna I, talk about that in a second. Yeah, I want to argue. I want to talk insane. about that. I think it's fucking crazy, but uh, no, like I, I can only eat so many shrimp until it becomes bland to me. But the reason I think I can continually eat Rubens is the sheer clusterfuck of flavor yeah. you get out of that. It's I mean, I could sport. sit here and break down because I, another reason I want to uh, have the Ruben blog. Because I eventually want to have a TV show on the Food Channel. It's the hunt for the perfect Reuben. No, that's a Travel Channel show. If I've ever travel, heard okay. Of one. Well, yeah. I would be traveling. No, but I would like to find. And this is all subjective. It's my taste. Yeah. You know, my favorite Reuben might be fucking trash to somebody else. But I would like. I honestly would like to find what I thought is the perfect Reuben. Because I mean, that's just like one of the pinnacles of my life. Why do know? we have to do a fucking? Why do you have to do a TV show on that? What do you mean? Why don't we just put it on fucking Caddy Mops Entertainment? website we're not to that step yet man we can be though you trying to drive to new york and go to eight different delis in two hours hell yeah okay let's fucking go <laughs> fuck this podcast i'm going to new york no all right going back to the shrimp that thing fucking shrimp and lobster this is that's what kills me lobster was peasant food it was fucking peasant there were food. fucking laws in place to prevent uh like slave owners and uh what do you call it uh employers like like basically the people that owned indentured servants there were laws in place to keep them from serving their servants lobsters for dinner every night because it was considered cruel yeah and now it's like fifty dollars for, for two lobster tails yeah. and a four ounce steak i don't understand that came it. off the ass end of a retarded cow dude <sighs> no i i get it it's all cultural it's it's, it's the whole diamonds debacle diamonds were worth fucking dog shit mm-hmm until they decided diamonds equal love and you can fucking well, I don't think it's I think that love plays a part in it but I think at the end at, at the end of the day it's the upper class of society like the high society supposedly the epitome of culture deciding what is cool and yeah no cuz like and it, it's it's marketing it's like they they sw- they flipped the script on it like mm-hmm. like with diamonds they were like 
hey, this lobster shit, top shelf. Mm-hmm. You can put it on a steak, a little fucking garlic butter on that bitch. Delectable. My mouth's watering, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> shit, dude. But you know what I mean? Like it. No, it happens with a lot of things. It does. Like, think about where, like, okay, Kanye West. Going with Yeezys? Possibly insane. Definitely insane. Respect the man. I do. I dig it. I, I dig his vibe. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do what the fuck I want. Agreed. I get it. I think, I honestly think he's an, he's a fucking genius businessman. Yeah. I really think that. And he has some music that I can get why people think he's one of the best rappers alive. Oh, no, no, no. He's definitely an excellent musician. No, I agree. And I think at the end of the day, he's genuinely probably a fantastic person. Yeah. But Yeezys. Let's think about this. Let, let's get into okay. this, man. Okay. You're about to springboard me. This rapper. Yeah. It's Kanye West. Okay. Why is he in a position to sell shoes for $1,000? Because he fucking can. But do you know why? He marketed. He Because like, people decided he was cool. Yeah. You know why he decided he was cool? Marketing. Yeah. It's the same thing with, the, have you seen Supreme? That Sup- brand? No. It is literally, they sell all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. It's just a red fucking bar mm-hmm. with the word Supreme on it. Mm-hmm. And people line the fuck up outside of the stores mm-hmm. and pay hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for a t-shirt that is a white fucking t-shirt or a hoodie or whatever, a hat with a red fucking bar that says Supreme. I've never understood it's, that. It's fucking insane. Like, I don't I, I don't, don't care it. how much money I have. Like, if I'm going to spend a shit ton of money on clothes, I'm going to go get a custom suit tailored. Yeah, like, you I'm going to be I'm, a Pinch Panther motherfucker. Pinch Panther. Peach. I'm gonna, sorry. I'm going to pinch that panther. I'm going to pinch that panther. No. <laughs> but like My I'm, boy Riff Raff, shout Peach Panther. No, but I'm going to get something I enjoy, you know? Like, I, I love suits. I have a closet full of suits with no reason to fucking wear them. Yeah. I'm going to go get a suit tailored. I'm going to go get a nice-ass pair of blue jeans. Like, I'm not going to go buy a product for 400% more than it's fucking worth. Yeah. Because people around me think it's cool. Yeah, like, Fuck and I that. think I think it's, it speaks to, you know, like the mob mindset that's happening in America. Well, well, that and like like you were saying, the upper the upper middle class decides mm-hmm. what's cool. It's like you're not the upper middle class. The upper class. there is no upper middle class anymore, dude. You're either fucking rich or you're middle class. Oh uh, yeah, or like, you're, like or it's you're literally poor. disappearing. Yeah, we'll um, get into that in another day. But. Like it's it it's become a staple, just like mm-hmm. lobster and diamonds. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can afford a lobster every night. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I just bought this new Supreme shirt before it even came out. Suck my dick. Like, no, shit I, like I that. get that. I get that mindset. It would be dope as shit to be able to do stuff like that. But I do. That's not, not the person I am though. Like, I, I don't. I don't think at the end of the day I could do it. I don't care enough. I know? think I could do it for a little while. You know, like. And my thing is, I enjoy craftsmanship. Now, pretty, like, pretty much in all things. So if yeah. I'm going to go pay. You know, $2,000 for a, bear, a pair of custom-made, fit-to-my-foot cowboy boots yeah. that are just immaculate. That's fine. But I'm not going to go pay $1,000 for a pair of sneakers yeah. that all the materials are probably worth less than a dollar. Well, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, <sighs> I kind of get the Yeezy side of it because, like, being a sneakerhead... Has, well, I'm not been... talking about, like, Jordans and everything like that because that, I think... Well, Yeezy's broken into... 
the whole the sneakerhead sneak- genre. Well, like, yeah. I respect that because it's just another thing to be a nerd about. Yeah, I, I get that. I I'm not faulting those like people. I've, if you're a nerd about sneakers, spend as much as you yeah. want on it because I bought 40 books over the weekend. Yeah, I have a friend who has like 82 pairs. Yeah, and she's 22. No, I fuck. I I get that. I yeah. understand that. But like it, 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 it's it's doing things to be culturally relevant that I do not that, I don't understand. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. That's like the supreme or your Bally. Yeah. Which I think I think Bally actually makes high like nice high shit. quality shit, but it's another like social statement like yeah, mm-hmm. I can afford fucking Bally's. Like another trend that I don't fucking understand is all these celebrities and really rich people have started wearing these designer t-shirts with old heavy metal logos on them. What the fuck is that? I've been doing that shit for years. No, like I'm not trying to be that guy. But I just don't... They're wearing it because other celebrities are wearing it. Yeah. They're wearing it because that's what's cool. You know, like, I, it's being fake. I, I want genuine people. I, yeah. Like, I don't want the people that all the younger generation is looking up to, and these are the guys they're watching. Like, I don't want them to be like, okay, I'm going to go buy a Metallica shirt because Kim Kardashian's wearing yeah. a Metallica shirt. No, agreed. If you're going to wear a Metallica shirt, it should be because you like Metallica. Agreed. And um, it, it could it's not even that because you like the art on it. That's fine. If, that's, if yeah. you just dig the shirt in general, but just don't do anything just because someone else did it. Yeah. I do dig speaking on fashion, I dig what's coming out of the athletic side of fashion. Oh, like streetwear? <laughs> yeah, that's no, awesome. like no, 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 no. Like athletes. They're like pre and post game outfits. I fucking love it. It's a marketing ploy. You got your Russell Westbrooks, your Von Millers. LeBron James mm-hmm. just coming out in all sorts of spiffy shit. Yeah, Russell Westbrook's kind of off the wall. He'll walk out with a shirt that just has a hole in mm-hmm. the center of the chest. But like, <laughs> if he fucking digs it, I dig it. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Like, I don't like the fact that some of them wear glasses. Yeah. When they don't need glasses. Yeah. But that's another like it's another cultural thing, man. Yeah. Like, why? I wear glasses because I can't fucking see yeah. without them. Which I, 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 why I, which is why I respect Von Miller. Yeah, because he needs fucking glasses. Yeah, and he rocks fucking glasses. Yeah, <laughs> it's dope. He has like the coolest fucking glasses I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and he's got a different pair every time you see him. That's like a lot of the people I look up to. It's weird because like you, you've seen this. Like I am overly concerned with the clothes I wear. I, I like looking good. Yeah. But I'm not. It feels con- good. To I'm, good. No, it does. It, it it honestly does. If you feel bad, go get a haircut. Go get you a nice pair of pants. Go get you a new pair of shoes. I would suggest working out. Go work out. Yeah, take I'm not a shower. on that. But I'm not on that ship. Start doing it, man. Start coming with me. I've I just started back a couple days ago. Yeah, and I'm, I'm feel loving better. it. Yes. So go work out. Take a shower. Go get yourself a haircut. Nice spiffy little haircut. Mm-hmm. That's what I did two days ago. Go get that fade with the feel V like back. A million dollars. Hard part. <laughs> You know, and then maybe go buy like some shoes, a shirt, something that makes you feel good, something that makes you feel pretty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, it feels great. It's amazing. Like, I feel like this is going to be really confusing, but right now, what I'm wearing is confusing in general, okay? Because I'm wearing a $400 pair of cowboy boots that I just paid $60 to have the soles redone so I could wear them for another two years. Well, I mean, that's that's a smart move because the shoe part of it is never going to fail you. The yeah. soles that wear out cost 60 bucks to replace them. Every two years, I feel like it's a sound investment. It is. I could have it's these shoes till I'm 40. Yeah. The leather's going to last. Yeah. But then I'm wearing a $15 pair of jeans that were on sale from the mall. 
I'm wearing a seven dollar shirt from Walmart. I'm wearing the same pair of glasses I've had for four years. I'm wearing a fifteen dollar hat from a bar I like to go to. Nothing wrong with that. It, if if you feel good in it, and you feel like it makes you look good, yeah, fucking wear it. Like, I I just don't get it, Daniel. No, I, I and it's not just with clothes. No, with it's everything. Not. It, yeah, like. I honestly attribute it, like, another thing I can talk about is the whole, like, uh, Apple versus Android. Yeah. Like, go on Tinder. There's girls that have, if you have an Android, don't match me. They, yeah, they won't talk to you. I, it's it's insane. It's No, because they see it as a sign of wealth. But in yeah. reality, I bought an iPhone 6. Not the newest model. Not the oldest. Yeah. Functions fantastic. For 200 bucks at Walmart. Yeah. Okay? I could go to Walmart and buy the newest Galaxy for 800 bucks. There's no, like, there's, uh, there's no, I mean, argue, like, honestly, like, I don't understand it. There's no yeah. sign of wealth by what phone you have. I, yeah, like, I have a doctor that I work with. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> but, like, he'll see me have with my uh, Galaxy. He'll be like, oh, you have a shitty phone? Is that a shitty phone? I'm just like, yeah, it's a fucking shitty phone. Go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> but, like, I, I understand why people think, because, like, Apple phones, like iPhones, are sleek as shit. Mm-hmm. And they're... I like all Apple products. They look they're, they, they're yeah. designed impeccably well. They are, and they're intuitive, and they they work the way they're supposed to. But I personally like Android because I'm a fucking I'm goofy. I like to be different. Mm-hmm. I like the aesthetic of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and I like the personalization you can put onto it. Mm-hmm. Like you you can't really change the iOS as much. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't want to say the operating system, but like like the home page and yeah. like the, just what you interface with. As far as mm-hmm. Apple products, you can't change as much as you can an Android product. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You, you like can kind of make it. Sign you can up. make it your own. And really, my choice was: I've been using brick phones until like six months ago, and finally, I, I bought an iPhone. And the reason I bought the iPhone was because of the simplicity and because of how many people have them and say they're good products. Yeah. Another thing, Sriracha. What about it? Marketing and the cultural standard of that's what's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree because you have but people. But it's fucking delicious. No, you have fucking people. I love it. It's it's not it's not like fucking. I keep going back to Supreme, but it's not like that because it's the stupid. It's it's nothing. It's mm-hmm. it's the same as a white fucking t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just don't understand it at all. No, but I can't. I cannot. I I don't fathom the worldwide success of sriracha because of this reason. I love sriracha. I can eat it yeah. on pretty much fucking anything, but. I like spicy food, but you have people that cannot go to a restaurant and eat a jalapeno, you know? Yeah. They can't go eat a pepper, or but they'll get sriracha, or they'll get a sriracha product, because yeah. it's fucking cool, and it and it, it's, the, it's the same fucking, oh my God, I fucking hate this. <laughs> All this bullshit about, don't talk to me before my morning coffee. Shut the fuck up! Yeah. Dude, like, coffee at this point, like, coffee's a delectable drink. I enjoy I it. I love it. Death Wish Coffee, by the way. Drink that shit. I'm gonna, I will suck a dick. I'm gonna give a shout out to Caveman Coffee, the nitros. They will have you rolling off your ass and shitting out your ass. Alright, Death Wish Coffee, real quick. I'll suck a dick if they sponsor this podcast. That's one of the sponsors I'd like. Because, mm-hmm. like, I really, I, I don't want to be sponsored by things I don't actually no, no, no. use. Even, yeah, if, like... Like when we get to the sponsorship side, mm-hmm. which we may never get to. If we don't, we don't. But if we do, if it's we because do. of you guys listening to us, and I appreciate it. I will never endorse endorse a product that I do not find appeasing to myself. Right, you know. 
No, like caveman coffee. You just mentioned that. Never had it. I can't speak about it. Death Wish Coffee, I'm a fucking fan. Yeah. I love it. And I would love to be sponsored by a podcast. Like, well, I would love our podcast to be sponsored by a product I enjoy. Yeah. But the whole coffee debacle for me is at this point, coffee used to be looked on as a drink to get you through the day. Yeah. That's what it was for. And now it's this whole cultural thing. That, that comes from like Starbucks and gourmet coffee houses and shit like that. I get it. I love craft coffee. I love craft everything. I love when people put craftsman shit into shit. Yeah. But I hate these people. I don't hate these people. I don't I don't want to hate anybody. But I hate this whole just stigma a hater. and this whole approach to like I love this thing so much. I'm going to talk about it 24 fucking 7. Yeah. I'm going to post about it on social media. I have to go get my coffee before I do anything. And it's well, not I, to the point, you know, where if they went broke, like if you take these people that go to Starbucks every fucking day, yeah, go get a fucking caramel macchiato or a frap or some shit. You take those people that go to Starbucks every day. I'm not saying it's everybody. If I'm offending you right now, I'm talking about coffee. So go, uh, yeah, so go fuck say, yourself. Like, but we've talked about being a geek. If they're a fucking geek about coffee, and fucking love do it, it. Do it. No, yeah, do talk it. Talk about it all the time. I don't give a fuck. Whatever you're a geek about, go for but it. But if you're doing that because no, you think it's because you think it's cool, because you think it's popular. Don't talk to me. <laughs> like No, dude, I'm saying, like, if all these people went broke, they, they lost their money, or just realized how much fucking debt they were putting themselves in because they have credit cards. Yeah. But they would not go to that length to have their coffee. They yeah, would they, not. They would not. No, I don't think they would not go it. to the store yeah. and get what they needed to make coffee at home because no. they don't give a shit. It's, yeah. a, it, it's about appearances. It's yeah. about social standing. I get it. And I, I think we're going we're gonna to come back to the whole like echo chamber mm-hmm. of Hollywood. That's that's another problem with the social justice side. Mm-hmm. Just like the grandstanding of I support this, so you give me your respect. Mm-hmm. We should be friends. It's about virtue, dude. Yeah. People want virtue signaling. That's the fucking word I was No, it, it's there all about virtue, man. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to down anybody. If you're out there and you're really passionate about something and you want to see change I respect you. I'll shake yeah. your hand and look you in the eyes. But well, if you're but doing people, this... Those people are going to have a respectable conversation. No, but if you're doing this for attention, go fuck yourself. Yeah, first of all, I'm going to find out really quick because I'm going to try to talk to you no, and you're going to get it's, mad. It, 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 it's a one-paying conversation. Yeah. Those people... and It's not just about the social, the whole like social justice thing. It's about everything. It's, it's the coffee. It's about the sriracha. It's about everything. They can only provide surface-level arguments and opinions about what they like. And if you delve deeper than that, they shut down. Yeah. Yeah, they, I, they just they just get angry and fucking fling attacks towards you. No, it's like, like that's not, that's not fun. That's not an engaging conversation. Right I now. hate it when people act like something they're not, and I'm guilty of it. Every human being is. Yeah. I've I've done it multiple times in my life. I have. Well, I mean, we've talked about my self esteem issues. No, I, I went through like a I'm, scene phase, dude. I yeah. went through a fucking scene phase. I'm a like, fat ass fucking white boy, and I went through a scene phase. Yeah, you know, and like it it happens, but I'm thankful enough I had the right people tell me the right things in my life and I had the self-respect yeah. to realize the point of life is to be yourself. Agreed. And, and I, I feel like I'm a different person with every person I hang out with or like every group of people. That's interesting. But, I just had a conversation like this earlier. Yeah, but I, I, I like I like to find people to hang out with. Your niche, man. That I can be closest to my actual self. Because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't feel like when I'm at home I would I act the same. Yeah. With like anybody else, with like when I'm alone at home, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a different like I'm a different human being. Yeah, 
you know. I don't even know you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm probably closest to myself with you. Yeah. When and, we're fucking. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I really know who you are is when I'm balls deep when in you. Deep in my ass. <laughs> but, um, and like, like you met Luke and Maddie. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm close to myself with them. And like the whole group of Sam and Josh and all them. But just like at work, I feel like I'm a different person depending on who I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And I've, I think I'm still enjoyable and I still enjoy their company, but mm-hmm. I don't feel myself or like the closest I can be to myself when I'm talking with them. You know, that's a, it's an interesting point. Cause I had a really long conversation with my sister about this. Um, I don't actually think you're being a different person. I do the same thing. You've seen me do it. It's like, like it's a social chameleon. I didn't really know, uh, Luke and Maddie and we yeah. went out drinking the other night. I don't really know them, but it's, a, it's about, uh, it's like an onion. It's like layers almost. Yeah. It's different facets of who you are. Ogres have and layers, you let, bro. Huh? Ogres have layers. Fuck Shrek. But it's it's different facets of who you are, and you're turning the stone and letting certain facets be hit by the light based on your surroundings. Yeah. I think it's completely natural. I think everybody does it. I mean, like, when we're out at the, like, when we're out at the cabin and we're all just hanging out as a group drinking beer and shit, I'm a weird motherfucker, dude. Yeah. I, like, we're all just off the wall. I, I, like, we're just as likely to go on the back porch and sit there and smoke cigarettes and talk as we are to form a fucking gladiator pit with cars in the front yard and battle each other with yeah. sumo entertainers, <laughs> dude. Like, but it, to some extent, I feel like I turn my weirdness up when I'm out there because I know, I, and I don't know if everybody feels like this, but, like, I, I feel like I have to turn up that that side of me turn up i feel like i have to turn up that side of me just to kind of match the levels yeah you know and not that that's not me because i'm a weird motherfucker don't get me wrong (laughs) but like i don't know you know like like? i I see your point and i kind of agree with you in a sense but the way like think about it like a blowtorch uh I, i like at the weirdest when i'm just completely comfortable with everybody around me which is at the cabin like when like the main group is out there there's yeah. no outliers it's just our main squad that's been together since what senior year i i'd say junior year yeah. we've been going to school together since but that freshman. that main squad that's been taking shape and forming i imagine my blowtorch of life full bore at 11 yeah that, and that that is the truest form that i can be around other people yeah is when i'm there and based on the social situations I'm in and the people I'm around, I have to peel it back a little bit. And there's been times where I busted the fucking knob off and went completely yeah. fucking, I blew up the canister of the fucking gas. Yeah. You know, and there's other times where I'm on a one and like I, do, I have nothing but surface level conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm polite. I'm pleasant. And that, and then there's like at a five, like I start getting into deeper topics. And yeah. then at 11 is... It's weird, dude. I just had a yeah. thought. No, it's weird because this podcast, right? Yeah. People are going to listen to it, hopefully. But it's me talking to you, which arguably you're probably the person I'm the most comfortable talking to. And I'm at 11. Like I'm around I'm around full bore with these conversations. Yeah. So all of these people I don't know are experiencing me at the truest form of myself. That's that's why I think like internet creators and their fans have such a connection mm-hmm. because they like you're literally you're experiencing these people mm-hmm. just at their peak like at their most intimate and like the closest they can be to other people yeah that's how you're experiencing them so that's the beauty of it man yeah. I, I feel like there's no point 
in today's society to hide who you actually are. No, but to to the blowtorch mm-hmm. analogy, I think people have their their base setting is different. Mm-hmm. So like the setting you're perfect at is different. I would say my setting is about an eight. And when I go out to the cabin, I crank it up to a 10. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when I'm at work, I maybe crank it down to a four or five, maybe kick it up to a six every now and then. What do you think my base is? Your base is like a nine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm an eight. I think you're. No, just... I, feel like, I, I feel like consistently I'm probably around there. Yeah. And then the 11 is when I guess I put the thought into trying to be entertaining. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. I feel like just in day to day actions, like, if, like, if, like with Luke and Maddie. And like yeah. people, I don't know meeting them. I think I still hover probably around a seven. Well, because I'm not. I'm not at ashamed. The beginning, at the beginning, you cranked it down to maybe like a. Especially when you first met Luke, you cranked it down to maybe like a three or four. Yeah. And then slowly ramped it up, and then last weekend. No, because it, 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 <laughs> we, it we got it up to ten. I feel like dude, fuck Bud Light Platinum, <laughs> man. I, I like that's another argument. Like culturally, we're going back to this real quick because I wanted to bring this up earlier. Craft beer, same thing as coffee. Yeah. There's craft beer bros out there that just piss me the fuck off. If you're passionate about craft beer, fucking go for it. I'm not a connoisseur. I don't know everything there is about the beer making process and all these kinds of beer. Neither am I, but I like to try different things. I do too, and I like craftsmanship. Yeah. And that is what's put into craft beer. And I really just learned a lot about why I enjoy craft beer so much the other night when I got drunk as fuck off an Anheuser-Busch product. (laughs) And I, I realized, again, to myself, why craftsmanship is important. Flats will get you, bro. So I had a new beer the other day. I had um, red hair, cottontail pale ale. Good shit. It's good. It's I good. had, the first I had sip, one Friday night. The first sip is me too, bro. What the fuck? We were, we were in different parts of the state. <laughs> we were on that level. Three hours bro. away by back road. Yeah. I try not to take the interstate anywhere. That's because your truck will explode. I didn't drive my truck. Oh. I drove my dad's Mustang. <laughs> no, even if I had, like... A nicer car yeah. that was more reliable. I still like, if at all possible, I wouldn't want to take the interstate. I don't. Know, I just feel like you. It's, went, it's a prettier. It's a prettier way. To no, I just. I just had a thought on my way home today. Like, I'm driving through these towns, like these entire populations of people, just breezing by on my way home. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of different lives going on while I'm busting down the road, absorbed in an audio book. Just fucking lost in that world, smoking cigarettes and drinking Red Bull, man. And it, it was just a weird thought, dude. Like, put things in perspective a little bit, man. No, it did. It, yeah. Like, honestly, like it was, it was a discomforting thought that after I sat on it for a little while brought me comfort. Yeah. Because at first I was like, all these people have their own shit going on, and like they have no idea who I am. I have no idea who they are. I never will. They could die right now. I wouldn't know. I could wreck and die. I wouldn't know. One of them could hit the lottery. I wouldn't know. And it was weird, and it really just put into scope how big the world is. And then I found comfort in the fact that I don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's comforting. Like I, I heard uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Black science quote. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love him, dude. I've Me got too. a water bottle with a <laughs> sticker of his face on it. But um, he was he was talking about how ins- insignificant humans are <laughs> and how, like, the base – uh, molecules yeah. that make up humans are also the base molecules that make up the universe. I made a fucking so stardust, bro. You're basically nothing. And then he was like, but you have the universe inside you. I know. I know. It's awesome. It's some. Like, I've watched the exact same video. No, like it's kind of hot ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hate the, like, I hate the fear of death. 
I, I hate the fear of not mattering. I hate the fear of pointlessness. Yeah. I think it's pointless. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is because like, I mean, I don't matter, you know? Yeah. I matter to a extremely small select population of people that exist right now. Not to mention all the people that have or will, and then all the animals and plant life and microscopic organisms that yeah. have all happened on this earth and probably everywhere else in the universe. I don't matter. Yeah. That gives me power over my own life. That gives me the option to do whatever I want. Um, if I mattered and there was a track made for me and yeah. predestination and I was the hero of lore created to slay the evil wizard and his dragon to save the princess. Yeah. I would be more terrified of living life than I am right now. Yeah. Um, I could wake up tomorrow and decide I never want to do a podcast again and tell you to fuck off, go to culinary school, learn how to cook Rubens. I have that power. Yeah. It, it gives you dominion over yourself. And I think that's beautiful. And I think it's nothing to be scared of. Um, the next movie we're going to do, uh, feudal, and stupid gesture. Yeah, I tried to watch it last night, but I just fucking knocked out, bro. Um, it it really it it touches on kind of the opposite of what you're saying. Like, well, not really, but like how how you affect the people mm-hmm. in your life. You know, like I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this. That movie made me cry. Yeah. Then I like I don't. I'm, I'm not a super emotional person. I am I somewhat. Am shit. <laughs> I am somewhat, but like I haven't cried at a movie in. I would say five years yeah. at the least. Probably it's between five and ten. <coughs> Mine was last year. <coughs> <coughs> Fantastic beast. Where to find him. Um, but no, this this movie like it it made me cry. Um Why well I don't don't tell me why. We'll talk about it then. But yeah. like well, from what I saw, it's pretty fucking good. We're at forty nine. God damn it. Already? Yeah. Shit. No, but like I, I I started watching it and I fell asleep. It's like two in the morning. But I talking about how you affect people. Yeah. It's insane. No, I, I mean I agree, but like I I would hate I'd hate to leave the world and like thinking I had no effect on anyone in my life, you know. Well that's my whole like for, you guys don't know this, but uh I have never met another human being that can go from zero to 60 as fast as I can. For example, I had the idea during the fall that I wanted to plant a crop of potatoes Yeah. this spring, which I'm afraid I'm not going to get to do. I think I waited too late to get my seed potatoes, but I did. I forgot about it because I had some financial troubles. My truck fucked up. Yeah. Got a little caught up. But so me having the idea to grow these potatoes. I literally, I talked to you about it. I told you how I was going to do it. No vertical, vertical potato farm. It was going to completely fund and be the reason I get elected as mayor of this town. And that's just how my brain works. I can't, I cannot Until help. Until hit the potato famine. No, I cannot help but to think big. That's basically like a moot point now. Yeah. Because of genetic engineering, like the potato famine could pretty much not happen as yeah. long as you diversify your crop. But, uh. <laughs> All right, farmer dev. I'm not saying I'm a farmer. I've just, I mean, it's something I'm passionate about, yeah. and I'm really, really interested in how reform of like the corporate, cor- corporate, corporate food industry could be reformed. But uh, I, I, I can't think small. You yeah. know this. 
It's just I fundamentally know. who I am as a that's, person. That's how this whole thing started, bro. Yeah, you know, it did. <laughs> we were, no, we were going to start off doing radio plays. You remember we, that? We were. We were going to do, like, um, fucking horror. Yeah, if you um, guys if you guys want to hear us do some radio plays, man, hit us in the comments. Yeah, if if y'all are interested, man, we'll do it. If you have anything you'd like to see us do, hit us up. You know, we're... I'm open to anything. We'll give it a try, man. Yeah. We want it. Like, if you're listening to us, you're taking the time out of your day to hear us out. The least we can do is listen to what you say. No, we we want to entertain the people that are entertained by us. We yeah. want to be the most entertaining possible for you guys. Hit us in the comments, man. We'll listen. We'll, we're going to talk to you. What's my point? Who? I don't know. <laughs> um, Corporate food. No, before that, before that, backtrack before a little that. bit. You were okay. talking about how you affect people. Having no effect, having lived your life not affecting anybody. Yeah. That's kind of half the reason I want to do some of the things I do. I want to do like I mean like I'm a spying writer like I'm like three quarters of the way through writing a book hoping to get published early next year that's the goal yeah you know I write a bunch of music at the end of this year hopefully I'll have three albums out I'm doing this podcast telling people about my opinions I want to affect people yeah I want to take these things I'm and I'm, I'm 21 I'm young as fuck dude like <laughs> honestly like a young dumb full of cum like I've lived hopefully like a quarter of my life at this point Got to quit smoking cigarettes. Smoking them fucking stinkies. But, uh... Old cancer sticks. But I want to affect people. Because I feel like I'm self-aware enough... Yeah. ...to see change and to see these ideas. And I think it's important I share them. And I want to connect to people. And that's where the music side and the book side comes into. I want to connect to other human beings. I want love. I want a community. Yeah. Shared between these group of people that if it weren't for the internet, I would never know. Agreed. Like, like I want to, I want to, it kind of sounds stupid. I want to feel bigger than I am. Yeah. You know, I want, it's kind of selfish, dude. I want to be important to people, but I want people to be important to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I definitely feel you. That's why I'm trying to, trying to bust into the old comedy world. I'm ready for it, dude. I've, yeah, I've, I've just watched growing up. I've just watched all sorts of different comedians. This is going to be a weird one because most people are like, yeah, I got into comedy from watching like Pryor or Cosby mm-hmm. or some big name. The person who made me fall in love with comedy, the first like comedy album I bought was fucking Nick Swartzen. He's really? A, yeah, he's a funny motherfucker, dude. Um, I hate the pants he wears. Yeah, they're weird. They're too baggy. Yeah, but um, his special Who Fucking Farted. I remember that. I was like a... Bad cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like a 14-year-old kid, yeah, and it it made me laugh my ass off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, people can people can be this funny. Like right. People can stand up on stage and make me laugh like this. Let me look into it. And I found like all sorts. I found my, my Rogans, my Diaz, mm-hmm. my Burt Kreischers. I got a bit for you. You got to watch the machine bit. Okay. Everybody check it out. It, it may be the best story ever told. <laughs> now, I'm, I, I shit you not. In, may, in, in any form of media. Ever. I like I shit you not, it may be the best story ever told. Burt All Kreischer. Right, All right. The machine. Um but yeah, my Joey Coco Diaz. He's just <laughs> he's amazing. Um I love John like I just, I found all these different comedians mm-hmm. and it it kind of shaped the way No, you're I, some of the parts of things you enjoy. Yeah, and I it shaped the way I like I want to interact with people. Yeah. You know, and it shaped like like I want to feel that. I want 
I want to feel the highs of killing, and I want to feel the lows of bombing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, but I know I'm going to. It's it's necessary. And, yeah, and it'll it'll help me grow, not only as a comedian but as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody fucks up, man. Yeah, I I can promise you. Yeah. I read the first I would, thing I ever wrote the other day and wanted to fucking blow my brains out. I would I would hate to go and bomb like my first open mic. That's why I've been kind of putting it off, just accruing material. That Don't I be love. scared to fail, man. I I want I want to get a couple laughs the first time. The second I, time I, I can I, bomb. You know my I'm gonna off. laugh. Yeah, I'm terrified of failure, but I try not to be. Yeah, you know that till it, it it it's fruitless. Yeah. It's it's the human condition. You can't help but to feel but that I, way. But. I I need to enter it like a fucking drug addict mm-hmm. you know i need that first high that i can chase for the rest of my life right like i if i go out and get a few people to laugh and then go out the second time and fucking bomb my dick off that's fine because you have somewhere to go exactly and you know, I, know, I know you have a taste I know what it feels a little like pussy shot exactly exactly you know what i'm saying yeah so i don't know no i, I completely get your point completely yeah but failure Failure is terrifying. There's no reason to be scared of it. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree, but... No, it's just, scary. Yeah. You know, I've spent two years of my life writing words on a paper, you know, and I could send it off and get fucking rejection letters for three years. Yeah. For 20 years before anybody would ever buy it. Yeah. It may not ever buy it. It might never be good enough to be sold. That's terrifying because I've spent a substantial amount of my life I spent a tenth of my life working on this book. Yeah. And it might never be anything. That's terrifying, but I'm not going to stop doing it. Yeah, exactly. Cause I, it's probably because I'm stubborn and slight, that, slightly mentally ill, but fucking going for it, bro. Yeah. Balls out. So, yeah, but hopefully in the next couple months, mm-hmm. I'll have material I like enough yeah. to show other people. That That's a, you know? that's a touchy argument for me because uh, you're never going to like it. No, I agree. I agree. You're never going to like it, man. You just got to do the best you can at that point in time and yeah. run with it. Yeah. I had to learn that because I wrote the same paragraph over and over for like six months. No no exaggeration either. Yeah. It was one paragraph for six months. <laughs> it's the first paragraph of the book. Yeah. Could not get it right. And I said, fuck it, skipped it and wrote pretty much the rest of the book. It's still not finished. It's still a pile of shit up there, but I'll get it for one day. <laughs> So you you want to write this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Skip the old smackadoo writing. Yeah, like honestly, I feel we rambled a lot. I feel like this is the most rambling podcast we've done. It is, but I, I think it's no. I enjoyed it, but we had coherent conversations. Really no, like. I, I I'm coming off of this a better person. I think I, yeah. I, I, I like these enrich me. That the yeah. kind of the reason I'm doing it. Agreed. But uh, I feel like it's kind of representative of the movie. I didn't have a lot to argue about it. I did, and like it, it's not a triumph of cinema or anything. You know, I it, it hit my funny bone. I thought it was hilarious. It's a pretty yeah. simple movie. It's, you know? that that yeah, I would agree. It's a simple movie. The first ten minutes just did not. They, it's not that it didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. It kicked me out. Like yeah, it, it forced me out of the movie, and I could never could get back in to really appreciate some of the performances that were going on. Yeah. Um, there were a couple high points for it, but they were never never really up there. You're probably going to hate me, but this is going to be the lowest rating I've ever given. That's no, fine, man. I'm going to give it a three. That low? Yeah. Smack a don't, bro. It's a smack a don't. Um, it, and it's 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 because I, I hate the genre of spoofs, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that's what it fell into. Mm-hmm. Um, and story-wise, I'd rather just go watch Walk the Line. Yeah. You know? 
So I like me trying to give a recommendation would be to go watch Walk the Line. Walk the Line. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So Joaquin Phoenix is the next Joker. It's gonna be good. It is. Uh, we get a seven. I think that's the largest point difference between our ratings it, ever. It definitely. We'll give it a seven. Yeah. I can't argue it. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love music. I love that era of music. I, I mean, love John music, C. Riley. The music was solid. The Go music. listen to that soundtrack, folks. But yeah. uh, I'm going to give it a seven. That's pretty much all I have to say. I can't support that. You can probably poke holes in it all day, but I'm giving <laughs> it a seven. <laughs> all right. Have fun today, man. <laughs> Me too, dude. Y'all take it easy. Be safe. <laughs>